0: The norm is you have to put in the work and you have to serve the audience. That was the main thing that got me inspired to even start this because I realized that I have to serve an actual audience instead of thinking about myself and what I want, you know, and subscriber numbers. It's more about the actual number of videos that I needed to create.
1: It's time. Marketing Value Podcast. This is the podcast where we help marketers and business owners just like you get more value out of your video marketing efforts. My name is Dane Golden from VidyUp.TV, where we help you up your game on YouTube for business and transform your viewers into loyal customers. And I've started a new business with two partners called VidTarget.io, where we help you save time and money through more targeted. YouTube ads, along with my co-host, she's the powerhouse video marketer from San Francisco. It's R-E-N-E-T-E-E-L-E-Y, Renee Teeley from Video Explained. Hello, Renee.
2: Hello, Dane. Today, I am having a whale of a time co-hosting this podcast with you. But are you thrilled?
1: I'm thrilled,
2: I'm delighted. I am all of the
1: things. She's all the things. And Renee, what do you do at Video Explained?
2: So Video Explained, I offer video production and consulting services to help companies use video to build credibility, generate leads, and convert leads into paying customers.
1: Okay, and for you, the listener, you should know that as always, you can follow along in your podcast app with the transcript and links, and send us a message on social media to let us know how you like the show. And today we have a special guest. His name is Aston Regis. Welcome,
0: Aston. Hello, Dane. Hello, Renee. Thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs>
1: Yes, and I and we were saying before the show, A-S-T-E-N is your, your first name, R-E-G-I-S. It's Aston like Aston Martin, not Austin like Austin Powers, but spelled like neither. <laughs> hey,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the best way to put it.
1: <laughs> okay. And Aston, we asked you on to the Video Marketing Value Podcast today for two reasons. The first is that you give great tutorials for Adobe Premiere Pro, and marketers and editors should always be upping their game with that tool. However, there's another even more superseding reason, and that is because you decided to record more than a 100 Premiere Pro tutorials in just one week, and you actually did this And for any business that's hung up and saying, oh, we can't put out one video a week, we wanted to find out how you can do that to get to 100. Because if you can do 100, you can do one. Does this topic work for you today? Absolutely. Let's, Let's get into it.
2: So to kick things off, first off, I am super impressed that you were able to create 100 videos in just one week. That is astounding to me. And I have so many questions for you. Um, So just let's just get into it. Um, So for this marathon of video production that you did, how many tutorials did you actually record? And was it over seven days or five days? How many days and how many hours did it take to record all of this, including scripting and editing and all of the other things outside of just production?
0: okay well the actual production took seven days and it was actually 104 videos that i recorded wow
2: that's amazing.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, the 104 videos was based, basically, um, there's a guy called Roberto Blake that I follow. Yeah, we follow him. We love
1: Roberto. Yeah,
2: we've both done videos with, with Roberto. He's amazing.
0: Uh, you know, he's definitely, I've been following him for a few years now. I don't know if you guys have seen the video he's done about Make 100 Videos on YouTube, where he no. talks about... It's really good, it's really inspiring. And it talks about creators and how they're expecting a lot of results without actually putting in the work and actually how much work it takes to be successful on YouTube. And he talks about Marquez Brownlee, um, who's got over 11 million subscribers, but he uploaded 100 videos to get his first first 74 subscribers on YouTube. Mm Mr. Beast, who's got like 37 million subscribers now, and he's absolutely popular on YouTube, he uploaded 100 videos to get 789 subscribers. And PewDiePie, who's one of the biggest YouTubers of all time with over 100 million subscribers, where he uploaded 100 videos to get 2,500 subscribers. Now, most people, they see success stories of people who might upload 10 videos like there was a, a guy who I think in April started his YouTube journey and he uh, it's a channel called dad's how do I and I believe he's got two million subscribers in a matter of a few months and I think a lot of people look at that as a metrics of success but that's really It's really, those are really anomalies. They're not the norm. The norm is you have to put in the work and you have to serve the audience. So that was the main thing that got me inspired to even start this because I realized that I have to serve an actual audience instead of thinking about myself and what I want, you know, and subscriber numbers. It's more about the actual number of videos that I needed to create. So I did spend. A couple of weeks in pre-production planning this out um and just a bit of advice the if you d- if you ever are stuck on what to create youtube tells you in the search bar so if you put your subjects and then ty- type in how do you start how do you edit in adobe premiere pro it will come up with a list of what people were searching so i literally spent a couple of weeks just doing that and using the tube buddy app to do some keyword research and then i began the production stage and actually filmed those videos over seven days so i filmed 10 videos in each day and it was already planned i already had the titles planned i already had the descriptions thumbnails as well some of the thumbnails were sorted out although i'm still working on some thumbnails and adapting some of the thumbnail strategies that i have but it all came from what the viewers are looking for. So that's how I, I planned it out and how I was able to literally start from, I started on the Thursday and finished on the Friday. Did that, um, did
1: that include the editing?
0: No, I'm okay. in the editing process at the moment. That was just strictly production. Um, so the way I work, I, I, I come up with the ideas and pre product I, I work very much like a traditional um, television show would work because I, I've come from a, um, a video editing background so I'm used to creating videos for companies and for on am working on television shows so there's a pre-production the a production and the post-production stage and before you even distribute your content you have the content ready and it's scheduled out so I'm in those stages at the moment even though I've started posting some of these um, 104 videos. So I'll go through that stage first. So that seven days was purely to film. And I filmed 10 videos a day, roughly about 10 videos a day.
1: And, and so you also have your, so you have a few channels, you have your Aston Regis channel, mostly about Adobe Premiere video editing, but you also have a martial arts channel um, about film and pop culture. And even though we're mostly focused on marketers and business owners with this channel, I think it's interesting because I'm curious, do you use your sort of study of martial arts on film to use any choreography with the your editing? Because there is a very special way of editing martial arts films.
0: Well, it's funny you asked that, Dane, because um... – when I I started uploading content to YouTube back in 2010 and what I'd do is I'd get I got some of my fellow martial artists together and every three months would meet up and do some martial arts fight choreography and film little kind of highlight videos on YouTube and put them on YouTube and you know they got um, they got a few they got a lot of interest um, but we weren't very consistent with that but from that process that really started my editing career my my career in editing hmm. um so like from there i i started to meet people and i got into the industry started working professionally as an editor so the editing process is really it's really intense when you're doing martial arts because it's all about the edit it's all about the rhythm, the timing of the moves and also the camera angles to sell the actual moves. So you do learn a lot about editing through doing martial arts choreography or fight scenes. So I did learn a lot from that process. So it's kind of ironic that you asked that question so.
2: and <laughs> How interesting getting a kind of editing inspiration from martial arts. You know, it's it's interesting. Most people have a hard time keeping up with creating content for one YouTube channel, and here you are creating massive amounts of content for more than one YouTube channel, which is uh, which is pretty nuts. Um, so, going back to your your main channel, your your channel's motto is helping you tell your story through video. So, what does story mean to you when it comes to YouTube videos? And what are some of the tips that you would give marketers um, for telling their story through video?:
0: I think with story, it's all about communicating to your audience a message. so you obviously with a story, you have a beginning, middle of end and end, whether it's a feature film or a television show or a YouTube video. And with marketers or business owners, because I do uh, for work, I professionally work in an environment where I'm creating videos for, um, businesses. And the whole thing is about them take, taking their message, creating a piece of content that actually tells a story and communicates a specific message to a specific audience member. So from the, from my experience, the whole thing in in terms of making video content, and telling your story through video. It's about what is my message? Who am I actually trying to tell this message to? And how can I do it in a succinct way that is digestible for that particular person? So with my YouTube channel, that that um, message, that value proposition, helping you tell your story through video, really came from it really came from the situation that we're in right now with the um the whole global pandemic. A lot of people are, you know, have struggled and they want to now go online and tell and and communicate via video, whether it be via Zoom or via you know, creating podcasts or creating video content for YouTube. And with my 10 years' experience, I just wanted to pass down my personal knowledge to people and how they can help how they can do that in specific areas so you know with the premiere pro videos that's obviously targeted towards video editing but i also do unboxings to feature gear camera gear and you make the help them make purchasing decisions regarding that Um, and i'll be doing a whole series of other videos around storytelling and around just communicating on video. So it is very much about what is the message of a specific business and why should the audience care, you know, who is that person that they're trying to target and just getting that on film, you know,
1: and, and marketers can use a video tutorial structure to bring in customers searching for what they're teaching on YouTube. What is the structure you use in your Premiere Pro video tutorials?
0: Well, with these uh, tutorials, what I do is I have a very short introduction that just reinforces the title. So if it's how to color grade in Premiere Pro, or how to fix audio, I'll, I'll do an introduction and say in this video, I'm going to show you how to color grade in Premiere Pro, and maybe have a little bit of a demonstration in that intro if I can. Sometimes I won't. I'll just have it. I'll just. It'll just be a talking head video, and then I get straight into the actual tutorial and try not to waste any time because I don't want to waste the audience's time. I just. I. I want them to be reassured in that intro that they're on the right video and that they've clicked on the what they wanted to actually watch and the reason for that. The middle structure of the video will be the meat of the content. So this is the middle of the story. So this is where they're getting the information Mm -hmm. they need and it's solving their problem. You know, it's solving the problem of what the video title is. And then the end is the call to action. So that will be very short and snappy, and that will literally be trying to get them to watch another video. So it's promoting another video that might be related. So when I was organizing the content, the first maybe 20 videos or so, I was just promoting the previous video that I had recorded. But as the process went on, What I started to do, because I knew that um, I had about 20, 30 videos already that would already be uploaded when it's scheduled, I knew that I had done a a variety of different topics around Premiere Pro. So I knew, okay, this current tutorial that I'm doing is based on audio. So I know there's another audio video that I did. So let me point them to that because that might help them out because it's related. So... A call to action is the end of the video. And what it does is you're trying to promote more of your content because YouTube values watch time. So, but also the viewer values solving more problems. So this is something that they might be likely to watch. So let me point them to that. And then I use another call to action to say, or oh, if not, here's another video you might be interested in. And YouTube has a feature that says best for viewer. So it knows what the viewer's interested in and what they've watched. So if they've already watched the video and pointed to, then YouTube will point them to another video that might be more relevant for them. So that's the structure in which I I kind of made the videos in.
2: Yeah, I really like the strategy that you're putting in place for that call to action and getting people to a relevant video next. And that does increase your watch time, which is great, especially if you know in advance kind of what topics are going to be released. Um, In terms of topics, you mentioned that you're using TubeBuddy to help you figure out uh, different search terms. So are there other things that you do to help help you decide what topics you should focus on for your videos? And then also, in what order do you release them?
0: Well, I didn't have a specific order in terms of the actual videos to release I, I I went through what I did was I typed again typed in the search bar what topics people were searching for uh, what I did and then I'd use TubeBuddy's SEO tool to go through the seo process and look at the other thumbnails etc um, but one of the things i did do when i was when using tubebuddy's seo tool it shows you the, the other videos in your niche in this actual topic um, and what they've done so i would watch those videos see what they did well what they didn't do well or what i will what I think maybe I would have liked to have seen not necessarily what they didn't do well, but maybe what I would have liked to have seen if I was creating a video or I was watching the video or creating the video. Um, And I'd also read comments because that's where you get your market research is from the actual audience. So just see what they enjoyed or what they wanted to know more of, and maybe just try to see if I could answer those questions in my videos. Um, So it's a lot of, of looking at what the audience wants, it's all about putting the audience first. So I base my whole strategy on on that. It's just what what do does the audience want? Who, who am I targeting? What do they want to see? How can I solve their problem?
1: And and when you structure, you know, both a a video recording and a and the whole day of video recording. How do, you, how do you plan that out? Do you just say, well, I don't know. This one seems to be on the next list. Let's just start recording. Or is there a little bit more uh, structure to your approach?
0: Oh, no, there's definitely structure. Um, I knew each day what I was filming. So the night before, I would go over the list. I, I had written the list before I even started production. So I'd write that on a um, notepad um in the in the in the notes app in um in apple there's a note i would mm-hmm. actually just list the hundred videos that i wanted to do mm-hmm. and then i would take the take the ten videos that i was working on and then put them in the order that i thought was relevant in that sense um so i knew beforehand all right monday i'm gonna be working on this tuesday i'm gonna be working on on these 10 videos. So I was mentally already prepared for the video tutorial itself and what I was going to demonstrate. And then I would set up a a project in Premiere Pro with the tutorial example in that project so that when when it comes to the day that it's actually ready and I'm not wasting time trying to set that up. Okay, what am I gonna demonstrate? So it was already done ahead of time.
2: So, so you mentioned that you're still in the editing phase with a lot of those videos. I mean, that's a lot of videos to edit. Um, so, uh, are you already planning to do another series of a hundred videos in a week?
0: Um, I don't think I'm going to do a hundred in a week (laughs) (laughs) again. Well, I might do it again, but not, not anytime soon, but I am planning on doing a few different series around, uh, video creation because again, Uh, The channel's umbrella is helping you tell your story through videos. So I'm planning on doing some tutorials on other editing softwares, on camera gear, on on filming on your mobile phone, um, filming with DSLR cameras, uh, um, lighting, sound. So I've got some ideas jotted down. Um, but at the moment, again, I'm very deep in the po- post-production process of the uh, Adobe Premiere Pro tutorials. Um, I've currently um, uploaded, scheduled, and um, they're absolutely ready um, on my channel. There's 13 videos I've done so far. I uh, worked on two more today, and tomorrow I'll probably do another four videos maybe. I've got a few things to do tomorrow, so maybe I'll do another four Um So hopefully I'll get through this process maybe in the next month.
2: I'm just going to throw this out there as a suggestion, but um, you might want to consider actually doing a video about your production process for creating 100 videos. Cause that in and of itself is pretty crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, what? I, I really wish I had, I had got the GoPro out and actually just filmed the process. I actually thought about it afterwards and I was like, oh, why didn't I do that? Because that's a it's a brilliant idea, um, Renee. I, I really should have done that. Um, but yeah, I might actually do a little video about this process and maybe how other people can do it. And maybe not, because I think you don't necessarily need to go crazy like I did and do 104 videos in a week. But if you at least set up a day, where you film, say, four videos. And if you post once a week, that's a month worth of content that you filmed. And then you can spend a couple of days or a week editing those videos and then schedule the upload. And then at least you've got that content prepared. So you don't have to worry about, oh, I'm busy. And you know if you've got children or you've got work and you don't have time to film videos that month, at least you know that you've already got those videos ready and youtube can work for you by scheduling it to your audience so they don't miss out and you don't miss out so
1: and and can you offer any words of inspiration for marketers or or uh, any little funny things that happen along the way (laughs) just
0: you know your audience go after them they're 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 the you have to serve the audience first because what I would say for me when I was going through this process I had so many voices in my head saying you've done enough you've done enough when I got to 52 videos I was like that's enough for a year once a week you can stop now but the only reason I carried on going was because of my overall value proposition I kept hearing that in my head helping you tell your story of your video it's not about me it's about my audience you know like my like for all of us we all have if you're a youtuber or you're a marketer you want a big audience you want you know you want customers you know and that's fine you obviously have to have your own personal goals and personal desires but you have to know the steps to get those goals and what are you prepared to do to get that Um, so that, that was my whole thought process it was just taking myself out of the picture and making it about the audience because you know I, there was days where I just didn't want to I didn't want to get up and press record I didn't want to film but thinking about your audience first mm-hmm. and your customer first is everything you know and that's why companies like Amazon are so successful because Jeff Bezos the owner of Amazon he he was so customer he's so customer focused and you see how much success that has brought him personally and um, financially, and his company and the people that work there. It's all because he thinks about the customer first. So think about the audience and think about your customer first, and you'll do. You can do amazing things. You know.
1: Yeah, uh, we agree, don't we, Renee? On this, I mean, I always tell my uh, clients that you know the most important person in a video is the viewer.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like at even separate of my own business at every company that I've worked at, I've always been kind of lobbying for the customer of like, how is this going to help them? How does this benefit them? And it just makes you a more successful marketer, but also just a better company.
1: Fantastic. Aston Regis, how can people find out more about what you're up to, your 104 video journey, and all of the stuff that that goes along with it? Uh, You can find me on
0: all the social media handles at Aston Regis. Um, On YouTube, if you type in Aston Regis, you'll see uh, the channels. Uh, It's the one with the, the blue background avatar is the one with the 100 videos, and it's just called
1: Aston Regis. Excellent. Thank you, Aston Regis. Thank you for having me on board. appreciate it. Excellent. My name is Dane Golden with my co-host. She's R-E-N-E-T-E-L-E-Y, Renee Teely. And we want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today. Right, Renee? Yes, absolutely.
2: And today I want to leave you with a quote. As I once told my good friend, Mr. Rogers, <laughs> it's the little quiet moments in the midst of life that seem to give the rest extra special meeting. So make sure you're taking some time to reflect and appreciate all that you have.
1: He was a sweet man. And I want to invite you, the listener, to review us on Apple Podcast. And if you can't find that little review button on your podcast app, click the share button instead and let your friends know that we'd also like to help them with video marketing advice via this podcast. Renee and I do this podcast and our various other YouTube videos and projects because we love helping marketers and business owners just like you do YouTube and video marketing better. And thanks to our special guest, Aston Regis. Thank you. Thank you. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video.